Okay, well, welcome to Marketing Management and Money with Ethan and Ryan. We're going to take a topic today in this episode that, uh, well, this is the disclaimer that I want to put right at the (laughs) get-go. In some aspects of this topic, I know a lot. In other aspects of this topic, I don't know a lot. (laughs) And so it's a little bit intimidating. In fact, I was thinking about this as, as we do all these episodes you know, we try and cover everything that comes up in a small business, every single issue that comes up in a small business. And, you know, I, I've worked with a lot of businesses. You've worked with a lot of businesses. But at some point, it's impossible for us to, you know, cover everything at, at full expertise. And, and so I am putting a disclaimer out there to say this is one of those categories that I probably don't have the the level of expertise that that I need to have to to be the guy you know doing a show on it. <laughs> and fifty people just <laughs> yeah, checked. I know, I know. <laughs> so I'm relying on you, Ethan, because uh, you you actually did some some good research. I'm just going to tell you know anecdotes, and and you actually did some research like you were supposed to. <laughs> Well, but you know, the tough thing about this subject and for, for the viewers, the subject is actually when you talk about review, social media and reviews, and uh, it's a tough one because it's kind of, I mean, it's been around for a while, but it's now just establishing itself as a very, uh, something that's important that we need to pay attention to. And yet um, a lot of people, I mean, your gut feeling tells you about reviews, but if you're a business owner and you're supposed to be responding to reviews, we're not very good at that. We're really good at giving the review, but how do we do it from the backside? And so I think this would be a great conversation to help guide people through, you know, reviews in general, but specifically I'm a business owner. How, how should I be dealing with it? And, and I'm going to start off with my weakness, right? I am not good at asking for the review. And that's where I fall short as an entrepreneur is I don't do enough to get out there and say, hey, please give me a five star review, you know, and so I recently had uh, had a pretty cool experience. I went out to lunch. Uh, it was a business lunch and um, the, uh, you know, the, the waiter obviously was trying exceptionally hard to, to make a good impression. Uh, he ended up, you know, cause I, I, I was debating between two different plates. Uh, I had never tried either before. And I'm like, Oh, you know, these, these look interesting. And so he comes back and, uh, he's like, Hey, I just, I just talked to the, uh, to the cook. Uh, we can actually split your plate and give you a, a sampler of both. And so, you know, I didn't ask for that. He went above and beyond and, and went ahead and, and, and split that. And I thought, wow, that's amazing. And then when I was done, he, he asked the question, he's like, hey, would you please, uh, you know, give me a five-star review on Google? I still haven't gotten around to doing that. Oh. <laughs> you know, and so I, I'm, not, I'm not good at doing what he did where, you know, he went out of his way, but then he asked, he was more interested in that five-star review than he was in, you know, a tip which is a little bit more traditional, you know, in, in the restaurant industry. And, and, and so, you know, I learned a lot from him of, Hey, you need to, you need to be out there and aggressively asking for those reviews or else you just don't get a lot. And that's, that's kind of the, the boat that I'm in is I'm like, yeah, I've got good reviews, but I don't have the quantity that, that I probably need to have or should have, you know, in my business. 
But you bring up a fantastic, fantastic point to bring up at the very beginning. And that is, it has to be easy for the customer to give a review. If it's not easy, they, you, your reviews actually go down and the quality of the review go down. So in your case, I make an argument, how easy was it for you to give the review? Well, and can I, can I adjust that word easy to convenient? Because it's easy to give the review. You know, it's, it's, it's super easy. Um, So I do a lot of trainings and when I go out and I do these trainings, I'll have people all the time at the end of the training, they're just like, Oh my gosh, that was amazing. How do I get in contact with you? And, and I used to make a big deal about, you know, Oh, okay. You know, let's follow up. Let's make this happen. And I started noticing, I'm like, um, the vast majority of people are not going to follow up. In fact, there's a couple signs that I'll notice. And this is in my industry, uh, if they ask a few questions, then I know that they will follow up. But if they don't ask those few questions, it doesn't matter how excited they are, how much I changed their life, you know, it, like they're not going to follow up with me. And so it's kind of interesting of, you know, how convenient is it? Is it on a platform that they're already using? Are they used to giving reviews? Uh, you know, do you want the reviews from them? Uh, and so I don't know. I don't know the best way to ask for reviews, which, which brings up an issue that I have. Uh, and that is how many reviews out there are fake, you know, people, they purchase a service to get a whole bunch of reviews. Uh, you know, I was, I was having a breakfast at a, at a hotel once and, you know, they've got the news kind of going on to the back and, and they did a whole article on, you know, what percentage of Amazon reviews are illegitimate. And according to this news, article, it was upwards of 80% of all reviews on Amazon were found to be manipulated to some degree, you know, like paid for essentially uh, in some form or fashion. And, you know, it, it really makes you question like how valuable are these reviews, but we know that customers are still using reviews to make decisions, even when they know that they are manipulated, you know, they're still using those reviews to make decisions. So it brings in a lot of like, how, how should you ask for the review? How convenient is it for your customer to give the review? Uh, how do you avoid manipulative reviews? Uh, how do you deal with bad reviews? I, th- th- there's a lot. So I'm, I'm going to kind of dump it over to you and uh, let's, let, let, let's kind of just, let, let's delve into it. Let's have some fun here. Well, let me give a, let me set a resource. I'm trying to do better at making sure I give where I, information from because <laughs> I read and see a lot, but the problem is I don't remember always where I find it. So I'm trying to do a better job. So uh, a lot of the stats I'm going to pull, and if you haven't been to this website, uh, you probably should, a lot of good information, especially about how reviews take place, how people see reviews. And it's called uh, brightlocal.com. So just brightlocal, B-R-I-G-H-T-L-O-C-A-A-L, brightlocal. Um, and a few, just a quick few stats to kind of keep you going is that um, interesting enough, 91% of customers trust reviews. So as they see it, there's a high level of confidence that the review is somewhat accurate and, and on there. Um, the top three sources that people look for reviews, this is kind of interesting. Google's number one, which I know you knew that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Most people would think about that. Number two was Yelp. And number three was actually Facebook. I was surprised Facebook was that high, but yeah, Facebook was up there. Um, how, how how big is that? Is that internationally or is that just in the U.S.? Uh, did uh, did it break it down? 
Just the U.S. Okay. okay. Uh, and they might have international stats on there, but I only looked at U.S. stuff. So, okay. um, yeah, just U.S. Um, I, I also found what was interesting is that 55% of people look to see if the business owner has responded to reviews. And wow. Huh? I, I want to talk about that in depth, but I'm going to let you kind of keep going with, with where you are. Cause I feel like this is laying out a great foundation for this discussion, but I really want to talk about responding to reviews. Um, man, I see a lot, of, a lot of things that I think are bad ways to respond. <laughs> and yes, there are. Um, now going back to the first part of our conversation, uh, 86% of people would leave a review if it was convenient, but they tend not to, if it becomes a little bit too cumbersome, meaning if, if you, if you want me to leave a review and you instantly give me a card that has a QR code that I can scan with my phone real quick, I do it. But if you say, please go to this website, when you get a chance, we done, don't right. people are forgetting. That's right. We, we move on too fast. We're distracted with other things that come on. You open up your phone and see the text uh, or social media message. And then Oh yeah, I'll get to it. I'll get to it. Well, like you, I'll get to it. I'll get to it. But you just never do. So, mm -hmm. so uh, as a business owner, you've got to find it and make it very easy for them to do the review. And especially now that they've had a good experience. Now, this is also what was really interesting is that the more polarized the experience, positive or negative, the more likely a review is to be given. So if they have an, a real, an amazing positive experience, they generally will give a review or if they have a horrible negative experience, they give a review. If it's just mediocre in the middle, it's just across the board about average what you get for it. So, and it's just a yeah, great experience. Well, like you see on Amazon all the time, uh, advertised. Well, so, oh, okay. Can, can I talk about that yeah. for just a second? And um, I've read so many varying stats. So I'm going to talk about this one more conceptually as opposed to uh, specifically. But, um, you know, we all know that you're more likely to give uh, negative feedback than you are to give positive. Right. Feedback. And that's been around in marketing for years. However, this is an interesting point that I always like to bring up in marketing is the fact that um, if you have a neutral experience, you're not saying anything. And so sometimes a negative review can actually boost business because it creates a conversation. And, and, and so I, I, I've seen business owners that they, they strive at all lengths to make sure that there are zero negative reviews. Uh, personally, I don't think that's the best way or the best approach. I think it's better to take a stance, take a position. You will offend somebody at some point. I guarantee there are people who have listened to this podcast and then there's like, not for me and they're gone. And that's fine because this podcast is not for everyone. This podcast, you know, it has a very specific approach to small business. And, and so, you know, there are going to be people that are going to, that are going to decide, Hey, it's not for me. Uh, but if you have a negative review, and, and it builds some conversation. That's actually a good marketing piece. Uh, I think of back to the, uh, let me get my dates right. What would this be? The, the 2016 presidential election um, between uh, Donald Trump and Hillary Clinton was, was a very negative election. And, and from just the standpoint of me looking at, you know, the country that I live in and the leaders that are representing my country, I was a little bit embarrassed because of how negative it was. But from a marketing perspective, 
it got a lot of people out because there was so much to talk about. Donald Trump was such an interesting character that it got a lot of people out. And I'm not saying whether you're for him or whether you're against him, but I'm just saying that he used negative publicity like a master to, you know, promote him in that in that presidential election. And, you know, kind of a kind of an interesting case study if you really delve into that one. And supporting your your clause there is that because 50% and 55% of people are looking to see if the business owner has responded, guess what we're looking for? We're looking to see if they've addressed a negative issue, because if I have a problem, I want to know that they're going to take care of me, Mm -hmm. right? And if I can see that they're doing it with other customers, I don't care that they had a bad experience. I just want to know that it was resolved. And if I know that the owner is willing to come to the table to help resolve in case there's an issue, I'm willing to do business there because I know they care about me. Right, right. So that that's why it's so important uh, that when you have an opportunity to engage, you need to be engaging in those reviews, both positive and negative. And we'll give a few tips about both sides as we get going here. Well, and for me, I actually, I put more value in reviews that have a couple negatives than I do in reviews that are completely positive. Yeah, I agree. If the whole thing is, now, if the numbers are pretty small, you know, if only seven people have, you know, responded and all seven like it, I'm like, okay, fine. That's not a big deal. But if I see, you know, like 3000 people that have responded to, you know, something and it's all just like five stars right across the board, I'm like, "Mm, yeah, you probably paid for that. Um, of course, I, I think people are manipulating it to the point that they're making it look more authentic because they're they're trying to camouflage that it's real. I got a chip on my shoulder. <laughs> I need to. Yeah, I, I don't think there's as much fake reviews out there as what people want us to believe. However, um, this is what's interesting as well, though, is when when you look at actually reviews where people are actually relying heavily on reviews, it was super fascinating that the more dominantly it gets towards a true service industry, the more the review becomes important versus when you gravitate more towards the product side of things, the review became uh, less important. So, so healthcare or care services, highly scrutinized retail products, you know, buying a pair of shoes. I didn't really care whether someone said how comfortable the shoe was. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. But when it came to, care services, I wanted to really know that they were great people. So that was super fascinating on that spectrum. And I don't know, do you have any data on the correlation between a return policy and the review? Uh, Because me personally, if I've got a, a return policy where I'm just like, you know what, I can try it out. If I don't like it, I can just send it back. I'm a lot less concerned about the review. In fact, so I had a friend that reached out to me and they're launching a podcast. And they said, look, I know you do a podcast. Can you give me some pointers? You know, what have you learned in doing your podcast? And so, you know, I, I kind of coached them a little bit with, with some of my experience. And they went ahead and launched. And uh, right off the bat, they got a couple really negative reviews, really negative reviews. Oh. And, you know, they were nervous about it. They're like, oh, what do I do? And honestly, my counsel to them was, well, it's a podcast. You know, like what, what, what's the investment that someone is putting into listening to your podcast? You know, there, there's, there's not an upfront cost to it and they're just out their time. And so 
the the risk of engaging in a podcast that you don't like is is very low versus what you're talking about like the medical industry if i'm going to have you know a hip replacement uh, that's going to affect the rest of my life and so there's a lot more at stake and so if i look at like a retail where okay i'm going to buy this shirt and if i try it on and i don't like it I just send it back, you know, so I don't know, were there any, any numbers or specifics data that that you were able to pull up on, on that? I didn't specifically look for that, but you've got me curious now to see what I can find, because that that's actually a fascinating question, because if they're very liberal in their return policies, do you care what the reviews actually say? Hmm. Which I I think, and this is a strategy that I would point out. um, and, And I've coached a lot of businesses with this is don't always go for just the high review. There's more to it than, than just the review. And, and I think, I think sometimes, you know, entrepreneurs and businesses, especially when they're very dominated by an online presence, they, they really start to gravitate toward these reviews and get nervous about, you know, these reviews. And I look at it and say, look, there's always a bigger strategy going on and you might be better served spending your time with, um, you know, going after different angles. So, so for example, in, in my business, uh, the online community is not as important as the uh, specialized industries because the people that I present to are not the people that hire me to do presentations. And so I need to keep my reviews good with the people that hire me and they're not as dominated in social media as the people that I'm presenting to. And so I'm more concerned about my networking and those types of reviews that you might not see online that I am concerned about, you know, the, the end user uh, reviews, I, I, you know, you, you got to look at both, but where do you put your emphasis? Uh, great, great question. Um, a few things that, well, from my experience and, and, uh, you know, as I read and study stuff on this, <clears throat> it's interesting that, um, is like you said, a negative review is not a bad thing. We look to see how the negative review is always addressed, period. So mm-hmm. you need to make sure you're doing that. But another thing that's super fascinating that um, uh, I just came across recently um, is that too often that we get stuck on, all right, I've been given a negative review. Well, how do you, how do you, anyways, the vice is, is fact check the review, make sure that they were an actual buyer. Does that make sense? Ask mm. if, if you say, Hey, I got a negative review and you can't really pin it down say, Hey, look, give me some information. If you can get me a sales receipt, um, data purchase, things like that, I, we can get this resolved for you. Now you're actually putting the burden on them to actually prove that they're not a fake review, which is super. I mean, that's fantastic advice because too often we just want to say, well, sorry, he had a bad review. Let's and give away the farm to make it so that you now say, great, you know, it was resolved. But so, so let, let me get clear. You're suggesting that um, like in the comments, so I get a YouTube comment or I get a Facebook comment or something like that. And it's a negative review uh, in the comments. I should reply publicly that says, you know, give me a receipt and a proof of purchase, and then we'll get this resolved. Or are you suggesting that you deal with this privately? No, publicly um, is just totally fine because it's, it's, Hey, you know, did you in the comment, you know, the suggestion is, is uh, 
hey, did you did you get with one of our managers with your sales receipt to get it resolved? If not, uh, get in touch with me and let's let's make it right. Uh, but you know, doing these steps to do it, but verifying actually what they are. And if they don't respond, you publicly come back out and say, hey, I haven't seen anything back from you. Um, what can I do to help get this resolved for you? See, now all of a sudden, you're, what you're doing is you're vetting out the fake ones because they can't actually prove that they've used your service and they're just being paid off by your competitor to come badmouth mm-hmm. you. Where if you're asking, you know, if you go through the normal process, if you've actually done it, you want it to be resolved, don't you? Yeah. yeah. And so if they provide it and then if they do say, hey, Hey, I'm so glad that uh, you've been able to give us that stuff. This is what we're going to do to resolve it. Don't be afraid to put some things out there publicly to show that you care, that you want your business to be better, but you're driven by facts, not speculation. Okay. Yeah. I like that a lot. Uh, So since we're talking about negative reviews, one of the points that I want to bring up is, and this is interesting. I I just had this happen twice with two separate uh, businesses that I'm involved with that um, they, they both came to me, uh, you know, talking about negative reviews that they had received. And immediately, both companies, and these are independent situations, they both just wanted to get rid of the review. They wanted to bury it under positive reviews, or they wanted to kind of pretend like it didn't happen or anything like that. And one of the things that, that I think, uh, as business owners, where we make the mistake is, Yes, you need to respond to reviews, but at some point, if people are giving you feedback, are you listening to the feedback? You know, exactly. If if someone tells you, hey, and in in the case of both of these, uh, in my opinion, and this is my opinion, but uh, they both made mistakes, both companies made mistakes that were brought up in the complaints that came through these reviews, and neither of them were going to do any action to, you know, fix the, the, the root issue. They just both wanted to kind of cover up that, that, that review issue. And, you know, and I'm like, there's opportunity here. Now that's not always the case because I I've had others where, you know, they've had completely ill-founded, you know, bogus uh, negative reviews. And, you know, in those instances, yeah, don't do anything. But I think every single time a review comes in, Take a minute and ask yourself, you know, ask some of your employees, say, is this, is this actually happening? Is this really the case? You know, and, and be willing to accept that honesty of, yeah, this is happening. Yeah. We screwed up and we keep screwing up, you know, or whatever the case may be. Now there are, there are some ways you can minimize negative reviews and maximize positive reviews that I think most business owners fail to do as well as you're talking about this. And that is, when we're dealing with a negative review, a couple of things we want to do is we want to leave when, well, let me do the positive and then we'll make more sense why I say the negative. When we get a positive review, we want to respond back with, hey, thanks for shopping with us at ABC store. We appreciate your patronage. We're glad you had a great experience. Um, next time you come by, here's a similar product that you may enjoy. So we've done two things. We've put with a positive review, we've put our name out there that can be searchable to tie, tie to it. And we make some other suggestions um, with hopefully that they'll come back and try. So we're up, trying to upsell. Okay. So mm-hmm. we're doing, we're doing exactly what we should be doing with marketing and advertising um, and using it through reviews. Now the, the opposite or yeah, the opposite is what we want to try to do with negative reviews is that we don't want to put our company name in there. So we don't want to say, 
thanks for coming to ABC store. Sorry, you had a bad experience because now our name is clearly searchable with a negative review. Mm. So we want to leave that off versus, sorry, you had a bad experience. Uh, we want to, you know, we want to do this right. Hey, please reach out to me at, at such a number and let's see what we can work out. Okay. So we're going to leave it a lot more vague. However, we do want to address it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Don't do not address, don't ignore it because it, one, it's not going to go away. And like I say, when ha- at least half the people want to see how you respond to negative reviews so that they have a high level of certainty that you really, your customer service is what you say it is, then they want to know that you're actually doing that. And that's how they're going to find it is through reviews because they may not have a chance to go to your location if they're shopping online. Hmm. That's, that's interesting. I actually, uh, I, see, I told you, I'm not, I'm not great at reviews. <laughs> like I, I, I understand the, the core principle of reviews, um, and, and, and maybe, okay, I'm going to do two things here. Number one is I'm, I'm going to point out the fact that in your business, maybe you're like, like me where, you know, you're doing a lot of other stuff in your business. You don't really get sucked into the reviews. You don't feel like you're the best person to manage the reviews. Uh, and that's okay. You can outsource it. You can get someone else to manage those reviews for you. Uh, you know, don't ignore the negative. Uh, so, so I'm going to give that little uh, tidbit of advice that you don't have to be the master of everything in your business. There's nothing wrong with reaching out and getting others to, you know, to support that. But Ethan, I'm going to put some pressure on you. So Uh-oh. what's the proper way? Like when, when, when we're going to wrap up this episode, I want to know how should we be asking for reviews? Like let's use us as a case study right here, right now. What, what, what should we be doing? Walk, walk us through it. Oh, great one who did more research on this episode than I did. So uh, there's a couple of takeaways that I think are very important. One is that I, a lot of businesses fail to do the simple thing and that's claim their business on Google. So you need to make sure you have claimed your business anyway and everywhere you can. What so, if you don't have a physical presence? Um, yeah, you still may have an online presence that you can claim. Because I see a lot of people with the, you know, Google my business, they do the location. Um, but then there's the, uh, and I guess you, well, you, you, just you already answered it. You make, said to claim as much as. Claim as, as much as you can. And why you need to claim it is because now you can control the reviews. Yeah. Because if you don't claim it, then you can't actually respond to the review because you, you're not the owner. And, and most search engines, you have to have show ownership in order to be able to, to submit a positive or negative response to those reviews. Yeah. So, so that's one is making sure that you actually can do that. I like your thought. And, um, and that second is if you don't want to invest the time to respond, then pay someone else to respond, giving them some very specific guidelines on how they respond to those. Mm-hmm. Okay. So that you're responding both to positive and negative and not all of them, but frequent enough that you're seeing it happen. Uh, and then last one to, is uh, it has to be easy and convenient for them to leave a review. It has to be. So whether that's, if you have a a storefront, um, that's right now, give them a card where they can just scan a QR code or something like that, or something they can take with them. Now there is, there's one caveat with this one that I put out there that I'm very highly critical. Oh, that's horrible English, huh? Highly, maybe not very highly. That's like three, (laughs) 
adjectives in a row or something <laughs> weird. So I'm sure I violate some English you, code. You, you've used worse grabber many times on the show. <laughs> that's that's not the okay. that's not that's not the low point. Well, here. good then. Then I just sounded <laughs> awesome. So uh, now I forgot what I was going to say. Your QR codes, <laughs> your caveat here. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Is that I hate when I just bought a pair of shoes and they instantly asked me, please review them. I haven't even worn them for a week. You know, I'm not going to be able to give a good review to do that. So, so that's the next thing is uh, you want to make it easy, but at the same time that when you request that review, it needs to be at an appropriate time. So, so if I've just ate at a restaurant, I want to ask right after they've eaten. And if they have a great meal, of course I do. And here, just scan this QR code. You can do it right now in 30 seconds. Give us a five-star review. Fantastic. But if it's a physical product and uh, I've bought it online and I'm not going to get it for a week, why are you asking for a review right now? <laughs> Makes no sense, right? So I, I just purchased some repelling equipment and they did the same thing. They're like, hey, review us. And there were several thoughts that came to my mind. Well, <laughs> you're only going to get positive reviews because people who have negative reviews don't live to tell you. That, you know. <laughs> Yeah, that's hilarious. <laughs> this, this just didn't work, you know. Um, mm. So, so, so I, that, <laughs> anyways, that that's that's the other piece I would counsel you. And in, in, in our case, is that after they've had an opportunity to experience the product, that's when we want to ask for the review, because it, you know, it's the same thing when someone knocks on your door and tries to sell you something, and you haven't even bought it or used it. And they want you to make a recommendation or refer you to a friend. Why would I do that? Because I haven't even used your product and I'm putting my good name out there that you're a great product or service and I haven't done it. No way. It makes no sense. So, so that, that's the next thing is from our side, I think we need to find ways to timely do it, which means at the end of the episode, you know, Hey, you know, make sure you go to uh, marketing management of money and give us a review. Yeah, it might be that simple, but at the same time, you know, as you're out doing trainings, trainings is a great opportunity for you to leave something that they can easily scan. Yeah. Okay. So this is what we're going to do. I'm, I'm going to see how well I learned. Nice. And I'm going to ask you guys to leave us a review. This is the end of the episode. So you've had a chance to sample the episode, at least this one episode. If you've gotten this far, you've listened to us. So, and you're on a device because you can't listen to this episode without being on a device. So you have access to the internet. I know that for a fact. We're on Apple. We're on Spotify. <laughs> we're on your favorite platform. <laughs> So please go in, leave us a review. Uh, we hope you enjoyed this, uh, this episode. We hope you enjoyed that. Uh, you know, at least I was honest in, uh, in, in my <laughs> level of experience with reviews. Uh, but uh, tune in. Uh, we, we, we do episodes the, the first and third Wednesday of every month, plus a ton of bonus content throughout the month. So thanks so much for joining us and we will catch you next time. Thanks everyone. Take control of your business today. Go to learndesk.us and search marketing management and money for the small business insights you've always wanted. Be sure to stay tuned for new episodes on the first and third Wednesdays of every month and make sure to subscribe to be notified when we release bonus content such as interviews and short discussions.